Welcome to Crystallizing Conversations. Join your hosts, Jillian Aurelia Green and Iris Unique as we explore the tools, pathways, and possibilities for healing and expansion. Through the warmth of easy conversation, we'll be delving into magic, mental health, and more. This is your time to learn about yourself, each other, and of course, the crystals that support us along the way. This isn't just a podcast, it's a community of your closest spiritual friends. Let's grow together. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Crystallizing Conversations. Uh, my name is Jillian. And this is Iris. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We have an interesting episode today, but before we dive into it, a quick announcement. Um, If you're listening to this years from now, then this doesn't pertain to you. So (laughs) go ahead and, you know, go get your piece of cheese in the kitchen or whatever. But if you're listening now um, in in real time-ish, I have a live sale coming up next week. Uh, It's currently... Um, May. So this is May 23rd and May 24th, Tuesday and Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on Instagram. If you've never been to a live sale, they're a lot of fun. Basically, it's like QVC, but like on social media. So it's interactive QVC. And it's uh, crystals. But, so it's so and it's better. crystals. So it's, bas- <laughs> it's like the next best thing to shopping in person. Right. So if you have any questions, I can actually answer them in real time. Um, It's always like a little mini crystal class as well. So because I'm always talking and like educating about the crystals that I'm offering for each live sale. So so that is coming up. I generally only do them now about once uh, once a month. So it's always really special. So if you feel like joining, it will be a lot of fun. And I generally have themes. The theme for this for this live sale is my favorite crystals. (laughs) Uh, my birthday's coming up. So I'm like, I'm just going to do what I like. So, um, you know, I often will have themes, either like an elemental theme or maybe like a property theme. Right. I think my last one was manifestation and abundance. Um, but this one, it's my favorite crystals. So you can be sure there's going to be a lot of like really beautiful blue and teal stones with some other, some other things thrown in there for good mix, but Blues are my favorites. So if you like blue crystals too, there are going to be a lot of really beautiful ones and some rare ones as well. So um, if you'd love to join, I would love to see you there. So that's Tuesday and Wednesday, the 23rd and 24th of May, 3 p.m. Pacific on Instagram at Sage Crystals. Um, all right. So that's my little my little plug before we get in. <laughs> uh, we have a very interesting episode for today. Um, Iris and I were kind of like kicking around ideas and we both kind of realized that we've been getting a lot of questions recently about Moldavite. Um, and we thought that would be kind of a fun, uh, potentially controversial topic to delve into. Moldavite has this very interesting polarizing rap, right? Like there's people who are obsessed and love it. It was hugely trending on TikTok. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then there's some people who, um, are very put off by it, um, have had very strong reactions to it, not always for the best, um, either just like emotionally or, or even physically, um, or it's like brought up all these things in their lives that maybe they weren't, they weren't exactly expecting. They weren't ready for, right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so we thought this would be kind of a fun thing to delve into. So it's, we're not focusing just on Moldavite, though that's kind of the main one, but we're focusing 
on Moldavite and the Tektite family at large. So this is going to be a little a little more sciencey, I think, than some of our other episodes. Um, but we're still going to talk a lot about about I think ethics of using this crystal or crystal quote unquote crystal. Yeah, it's not actually a crystal. <laughs> well, we're going to say crystal just because we're used it's to just, just it's, lumping it in. You like know what we mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, like how to use it safely? Why is it so polarizing? Like, what the hell? Why? Why are there so many people? Why are there millions of TikToks of people flipping out about about this stone? Um, so before we get into that, could we? I think you've got some beautiful Moldavite specimens yeah. over there, right? Just for the people actually, on YouTube. Yeah, I have a ton. So there's different. Would you just kinds. like show us a couple of the Moldavite yeah. ones specifically, so, so people can? Know what we're I want to show about. that there's also a varying of color. So Moldavite is a green, but yeah, have, it's like a and I don't know glass. if this is going to show up, uh, but this one, for instance, is like an olive color. Now this one's huh. a thin one, but this one's like an olive green. There's wow. also this color, which I don't know if, again, if it's going to show, but they call it poison because it's a very like vibrant, almost not neon. Yeah. That's, that's the color I see more often. Um, it's actually in person much more vibrant because then you see like a regular, well, this one's a little more dark, um, chonker. He's this one I call huge. This one I call my hamburger patty (laughs) and it's actually, um, heart shaped. Oh, see the little, um, I also have some carvings here. Like this is my infamous that I've talked about. Now notice his little chin a little empathetic chin here because I dropped him one time. Um, so this, this is a skull. This is a skull and it has an air bubble, which maybe if I get my phone, hold on and backlight it. Um, air bubble in his, in his head. Let's see. I'm not quite sure. Okay, here we go. There you go. Can you, I don't know if this is going to. I don't know if you can see it, but it looks really no. cool. Yeah, looks really cool. We'll, and then I we'll have post like, a picture on Instagram. You can yeah, check it out I'll there. Yeah, I'll do that on my but yeah, I have a bunch of different varieties of Moldavite here. I have some Columbianite, which we'll talk about more as far as tektite versus pseudo. More controversy, yes. Yeah, I've got I've got some I've got some some options over here. So I think the first question is, what the heck is is a tektite in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So a tektite is actually not a crystal, as we mentioned before. A tektite. Um, it, the name comes from the Greek word tektos, which means molten, which I think kind of like gives you a little bit of an idea mm. of where it comes from. And it's actually a type of glass. And it's formed from the impact of meteorites hundreds of thousands to millions, potentially even billions of years ago, which is bananas. Crazy. Yeah. So basically, for like envisioning this, right, a meteor comes screaming through... <laughs> through the atmosphere right (laughs) and it slams into the surface of the earth and the Mm -hmm. heat and the energy released upon the impact instantaneously melts the rock that it hits as well as the surface of the meteorite itself so then these melted globs are basically thrown up into the atmosphere some of them like out of the atmosphere right um and then because of gravity they then plummet back down to earth fusing and the melted rock as it falls cools so quickly that it forms glass. So glass and quartz are actually made up of the same things, right? It's a lot of silicone, some oxygen in there. Um, But 
the difference is that glass cools so rapidly that it doesn't have time to form that crystalline structure. So that's actually what happens and why it's why it's actually a glass is because literally the crystals can't form because it's plummeting at such a crazy <laughs> rapid rate that it cools very quickly before it, you know, hits hits the earth again. So it means that it's actually not a crystal. What's interesting is that tectites they're actually really similar to volcanic glass, aka obsidian. And there's actually a few um, pseudotectites that there was actually a lot of like confusion and they didn't know whether it was volcanic or whether it was actually a tectite. But there are some distinctive characteristics that really differentiate them. And one of the main ones is how it forms, right? So one of them is from terrestrial volcanic activity. Uh, and the other one is like a meteor impact. So like very different ways that they form. And then unlike obsidian, tectites contain virtually no water. And I know like we look at obsidian and we're like, there's no water in this, but molecularly there is some water. And that's actually one of the main ways that scientifically people can, science, scientists, we're not doing this at home, but scientists yeah. can, can tell the difference. Um, there's like fun, like, doesn't matter. Anyway, so I've like there's I've like seen like videos of this, but basically they take obsidian or they take a tectite and they melt it at such high temperatures. Um, and what happens with volcanic glass is that when it gets to its melting point, it kind of forms like this like foamy, foamy glass liquidy thing because mm-hmm. of the the water content. Um, but tectite literally will just like have a couple bubbles and like that's it because there's like, no smooth, water, right? Yeah, picture it's, early. yeah, it's crazy. So that's one of the ways that you can actually tell the difference. So don't like, do it. If you love science, your don't, tectite, don't, don't burn it. Just no. Also, it requires <laughs> like insane temperature. Some of them require like insane temperatures to melt in. You'll destroy your pot before you even ever melt the tectite. So don't oh. don't try that at home, kids. <laughs> um, so I'm like, oh, good, burn your pot, not the tectite. Don't, don't yeah, don't. <laughs> Not from not for home. If you have a lab, like go for it, I guess. But um, don't don't try that at home. Just just Google Google videos. It's so much yeah, more satisfying. There you go. So with tectites, there's four different types of tectites. Um, there are micro tectites, which are like really really teeny, and these generally are found actually underwater, and it's from when the impact like hits water. So there's micro tectites. We're not going to talk about those really. There's a type called Muang Nong, I think I pronounced that correctly, which they're larger, they're like layered and they're actually have pockets of other minerals in them. We're not going to talk about that type. It's again, not that common. Yeah. Generally not what we think of when we think of tectites. There is a type known as aerodynamic, which so far is really only found in Australia. They're known as Australiates which they kind of look like, I don't have an example because they're, they're really rare, but um, they look like smoothish like buttons or like flying saucers. Like they have a little button like yeah. shape and then like, or like eyes, so, like they have like a little center and then they have like a, an outer Googling side. I it when I was yeah, looking this seriously. Morning, like, oh my God. It look, almost looks like Australia's. a UFO. Yes, and exactly. how it is, it's from when they're like flying through the atmosphere, there's the rounded like pointed side and then the back side got all I don't even know it's crazy looking though definitely yeah look it up. so what separates those from all the other tectites and why they're also so special is I guess like the velocity of when they got flung up into the atmosphere it actually like 
left the atmosphere and then like, and then came back down. So what ended up happening is it formed a tectite and then basically got so high that it cooled rapidly. Right. So it actually formed and then it came back down through the atmosphere again. So then it heated back up. So then it remelted. So it actually went through the process of becoming a tectite twice. So it's like a lot smoother than most tectites. I don't Google it. It's like the coolest looking thing ever. Um, and they were considered very, they still are considered very, um, sacred to the, um, indigenous aboriginals of, of Australia. They were thought to be like eyes, like God's eyes. Ooh, um, that's cool. yeah, they were, they're really cool. So the main one though, that we're going to talk about are, they're known as splash forms. And this is like what people think of when they think of tactites, right? Yeah. So like Moldavite, like they tend to be like big and they don't always have to be mm. big, but they're kind of like roundish, right? Flattish, or they can even be like, you know, That's you like, can really imagine this, like going through, like yeah. dropping through the atmosphere, <laughs> like right? Like the teardrop meteorite. shape, right? Yeah. And, and actually a lot of people did think that they were meteors for a long time. And then, you know, science, they realized it's science. not. Science, <laughs> right? So, but they can look really different, right? So, so cool. But these are all different types of splash forms. They can even look like dumbbells, Right. Yeah, they can look a lot yeah. of different shapes. I definitely recommend if you're listening to check out our YouTube because just yeah. for this one section, some good examples. So yeah, there's some of them can be like really flat. So these are all splash forms. So that's generally what we're going to be talking about as we're as we're moving forward. But now you know the correct term now that all, all of you like listening. Anytime you pick one up, any tech like, type, just be like, this oh, this is, must be splash This is form. a splash form. Yeah. <laughs> You'll exactly. So smart. And people will Google it and you'll be right. I know. <laughs> so, so those are the, those are the four types. Splash form is the one that we're really, we're really thinking of, especially, and that's the type that Moldavite is always found as. So what's cool about these is that the, because they're from impacts, I don't know. I think it's really cool, but generally they're found in what's known as strewn fields, right? So the, the meteor hits the earth. It goes like these, this globs of molten fused rock, like go up into the, you know, atmosphere and then back down. So generally it's not actually where the impact is. It can be up to like hundreds of miles away, depending on the size of the meteor and how, how hard it hit the ground. I have so many notes I was trying to find because I had to like write out that how far they were found from the actual meteor impact, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it in my notes, but That's yeah, okay. it's an insane amount of far, yeah. Very so far some, away some, yeah. These. So some of them it's not that far, but some of them it's like really like some of them they haven't even found the impact site yet because it's so far away. So yeah, there at this moment there's four like officially recognized strewn fields. For those of you waiting for metaphysical properties, don't worry, we are getting to that. Um, but there's four officially recognized strewn fields. Um, and they each correlate to an identified impact crater, right? So you think of those giant craters. So all of those theoretically have created tectites. So the one that we generally think of is the central European strewn field, which is associated with an impact, um, hit in Germany. And this dates back to like 15 million years ago. And the strewn field is in Central Europe, mostly in the Czech Republic, a little bit of Slovakia. And this is where Moldavite comes from. This is the only place that Moldavite comes from because there's of course going to be differences between every single impact, especially as I keep talking, you're going to realize like some of these 
impacts are millions of years apart. So of course, they're going to be energetically really, really different. So Moldavite comes from, is about 15 million years old from Central Europe. Um, the rarest type is actually, it's known as um, Iviorite, which is from the Ivory Coast in Africa. And this is associated with an impact in Ghana that happened 1 million years ago. So this is 14 million years later <laughs> than Moldavite. Um, and so there's a lot of actually like meteors that people have like meteor pieces, right? That people have found that are associated with this, but there are tectites and they are, but they're very, very rare. So, um, unfortunately don't have an example to show, but these I'd ones right. were found, this is one of the things that three to 400 kilometers from that, from the source crater for the ones that, for the Ivory coast tectites. So for those of you so. in Europe, you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Exactly. Oh, I know. I know kilos. Like weight because of our industry. Like I know yeah. weights really well, but I don't. Right. I don't know distances. <laughs> I don't either. But it just sounds, um, sounds very far. <laughs> so the third one, and this one actually kind of surprised me. I didn't actually know about this. There was a meteor that hit Chesapeake Bay area in uh, the United States 35 million years ago, uh, and this actually created a two strewn fields, right? So they kind of went off in different areas. The first one was in Texas, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and so that's known as bediacites. Those tend to be kind of a brownish blackish. Mm -hmm. And then Georgiaites, which not surprisingly are found in Georgia. And these <laughs> ones are also green, which is which really is cool, so cool. Because so Moldavite we... and Georgiaites are the only green. Everything yes. else is black brown. Mm-hmm. Or, or like a golden. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Golden yep. and brown. Right? Very yeah. interesting. And then the last one is actually the youngest strewn field. So this one isn't even a million years old. So it's a baby, right? <laughs> um, so this is one that hit Southeast Asia. And actually, they're not certain which crater this impact site is. So they have, there's a few different theories. They haven't really decided yet. Um but this one hits a, like Southeast Asia 788,000 years ago, give or take. Mm -hmm. And so, so this young. one is so young. <laughs> so this one's known as the Australasian strewn field. And this is the youngest, but it's also the biggest strewn field. So mm -hmm. this one, um, they're known as um, Indochinites or Indigenites. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that actually. I did some Googling and I still don't actually know. I feel like all of my vendors <laughs> pronounce it differently. So Indochinite. Um, but this one creates the, the larger family of Indochinite tectites, which includes the black Tibetan tectites. This includes Thailandite. This includes Philippinite. Of course, all of these are associated with where they're found. Um, and it also actually includes the, uh, the Australiaites, which we mentioned oh, before. Oh, cool. So it's from the same impact. I don't know why parts of them shot Some off different. even further than others. Who knows? But yeah, um, it's so crazy. To just but yeah, so this, so that strewn field is huge and it stretches wow. over basically all of Southern China, part of Tibet, basically the entire like Pacific Islander region. Like it's, it's pretty incredible. Those are the major strewn fields that are like identified. That being said, there are, some tectites that have been 
found in other areas, such as Central America, such as Belize, Honduras, Guatemala, Southern Mexico, Nicaragua. Uh, and But I think partly because of the jungle there, like not that many have been found and they've been mm. found really scattered. Yeah, so they, they're not sure, there haven't been that many found and they're not really sure like which crater is actually associated. So that one hasn't been like officially recognized as a strewn field, um, but they are actually tektites. What I also find like really fascinating is there's all of these craters around the world that we haven't found tektites for yet because the strewn fields can be so far away. So there's yeah. still all of these tektites that haven't been discovered yet. That's exciting. Which I get very excited. Yeah, I get very excited by. I wonder if there will be any that are different colors. I So ooh. do you know what the causes the green? I, I, do, I don't. Tell me. So it's a lack of iron. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's caused by a very low concentration of iron. All other tektites are more iron rich and therefore black or hmm. brownish in color. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. The more you know. The more I have you no know. Idea today. <laughs> so, for those of you listening um, who do know about tektites, you may be like, wait, you haven't, you've missed some. What about Libyan yeah. Desert class? So, what about Saphrodite or Sintamani Stone or Columbianite? Right. Jillian's about to answer. I'm about to answer. So <laughs> interestingly, there is like a a cousin of tectite. They're kind of like both part of the tectite family, but it's technically different, known as impactites. So I feel like it's like a circle, it's one of those like square and rectangle things. A tectite is also an impactite, but impactites are when a meteor hits the earth, but it doesn't necessarily hit rock. So Libyan desert glass is a great example. Here, I've got this one right here to showcase. Mm -hmm. oh, they're so beautiful. Yeah, I have one. Right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Libyan desert glass is a great example. Darwin glass, which comes from the desert of uh, Tasmania. Or there's a very rare type of desert glass that's called um, Atacama desert glass. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. Um, which is from uh, Chile. So all of those are where the meteor didn't impact rock. It actually impact sand. And so the same thing happens, but it's like very slightly different because it's sand versus mm -hmm. rock. So they're like, they're like brethren versus being like actually a tectite. Got it. But generally they're just all put in the same family and they're all tectites. <laughs> they're yeah. all, they're all a glass that is made by the impact of a meteorite. So, and you'll most likely still find them with crystal cellars, even though they're not crystals. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Columbia night that you mentioned is also very interesting. So Columbia night, there was a lot of debate, even I think like when you and I first started yeah, this had just a couple of years ago yeah it hadn't really even been decided yet there was a lot of controversy on whether columbianite was actually a tectite or whether it was not a tectite and it just looked like a tectite and it was more like apache tear which has that rounded shape apache tear is type of obsidian um it has that rounded shape because they looked like it right you right. have you have an example there right uh yeah i have a couple actually so here are like, some smaller ones. Right. So it has that pitting, like they look like tectites, but there was some controversy in like, is it actually one? Like we can't find a crater associated with it. So, mm -hmm. um, I know when, I think even when I was, 
when I had them last on my live cell table, which is probably like a year and a half ago, they're still, scientists still weren't sure. So, but I think now it's finally been decided they are actually yes. not a tectite. They're a pseudotectite. Right. But what's interesting is the way that it forms, it is from volcanoes, but it's really similar into the formation of tectites. It right. was like a volcanic blast that was so powerful that the molten lava, again, like shot up so high into the atmosphere that it formed basically the same way that the tectites do. It just is from volcanoes as opposed to meteors. So it doesn't have that fusion of meteorite rock. It's just, it's just terrestrial, but still amazing. And just a little fun information. It's considered um, a sacred stone of the Colombian Indians from the Muisca tribes. Mm-hmm. And the natives call it Piedra Rayo, which means lightning stone which mm. I thought was interesting. Colombian healers use it for communication with the invisible. And then, yeah, recently there was a study done between the geology department and museum of natural history, where they did an extensive comparison study between different types of tectites. And the conclusion was that it is a very old and exceptionally preserved obsidian resembling mm. tectite. Mm-hmm. And what they thought was interesting is they, and they're guessing it's around 30 million years old when wow. obsidian rarely exceeds a few million years. So it's rare yeah. that it's that old of a essentially earth yeah. obsidian. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Because obsidian is, it tends to be a lot younger because if you leave it long enough, it'll start to, it'll actually, it can start to basically like get heated and reabsorbed and then it can start to form new, new actual crystals. So they usually tend to be a lot younger. So the fact that it preserved that long is, right. I mean, it's basically, it's older than a lot of the tectites that we've, you know, already talked about. Yeah. Twice so as old, twice as old as Moldavite. So still very powerful. It's still like touched to the heavens, shall we yeah, say. Right. It was just, you know, ejected from a volcano as opposed to launched by a meteorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we know the science. Hopefully we haven't, we haven't lost you, dear listener. Now let's talk a little bit about like the controversy of Moldavite. Yeah. Right. I think if any of you are on TikTok and follow crystals, you, you probably saw last summer and that by this, if you're listening to this later, summer of, um, let's say summer of 2022, really? Like it was like summer of 2021 through summer of 2022, I would say that people really, it became really popular Mm -hmm. and then people started buying it and then like wearing it and having it on their person. Uh, and then there was a huge backlash And there were a lot of people who, um, honestly, were sharing like a lot of horror stories of like things that had happened to them, that they had got like viscerally, really physically ill, or that all these like bad things started happening to them in their life. Um, And I remember watching all of these and just like shaking my head because it was like, this is a, this is a crystal, like, this is a stone of insanely rapid spiritual transformation. Like what did you think was going to happen? I think that's like my, my take on it is basically it does. It helps you transform to your, essentially your higher self. Like, so if you have Mm -hmm. ego, you're in that relationship, you're not supposed to be in, you're in that job you hate, you are not 
on your path to evolving as a human and evolving your soul, Moldavite is really awesome for that. But if you aren't ready, like say you kind of know in the back of your head that you're not supposed to be with this guy, but you're just happily playing along anyway. If you aren't ready, things are going <laughs> to like happen to like, okay, there goes that job or he ended up whatever, breaking up yep. with you or whatever. It's so like I think you asked for it. Right. Like that's what Moldavite <laughs> is helping you to evolve. So you mm -hmm. need to be in that place and ready to be like, oh, okay, this is obviously not aligned with me. Let me move forward. But for a lot mm -hmm. of people, I guess it was traumatizing. <laughs> right. So, and I, yeah. you know, and I, I, I get a lot of whenever I have Moldavite on the table and I actually had Moldavite necklaces um, in my last live sale. And I, I had a lot of people ask about it. And part of me is like, I want to be really honest, but I also don't want to like scare you away from Moldavite. Right. right. To be fair, it's not for everyone, but it is a very, and I'm just going to say crystal just because it's easy right now, but it is right. a very high, 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 high frequency crystal. It is a, I mean, I would say of all of the stones that I've ever worked with, Moldavite is one of those you literally, I mean, at least for me, like when I pick it up, like I literally feel like I'm buzzing. I feel like I've had 10 shots of espresso. I'm going to go bounce off the walls. Like it's honestly for me actually too much, unless I have something to really pair and like ground. Grounding. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I get, I get a lot of trepidation from people you know, who are, they're curious about it and they're feeling kind of drawn to it, but they're like, they've heard horror stories. And the thing that I really like to compare it to is plant medicines, right? I mean, cause all, all crystals are medicine, right? All plants are medicine, but you know, there are specific plant medicines out there like ayahuasca or, you know, rape or like, these very specific, or like yeah. Yeah, sacred mushrooms, right? Yeah. So there's these, they're very specific plant medicines that are meant to, and almost all of them do make you vomit, right? Because there is a purging of density that has to happen when you are up leveling energetically. Mm -hmm. And Moldavite, I think, is one of the most, because it is so rapid, right? It really is on that same level as let's say ayahuasca. And I think the issue that happens is when people are using Moldavite, they're using Moldavite, right? right. They're like, Ooh, Instead I want to feel the high or like, right. Like I want to like, yeah. Ooh, I've, I'm carrying all these like stories and like, I want to up level. And like, I want to like, Right. There's this, there's this idea. It's almost like they're using it in the same way, like plant medicines, right? Like you can use, you can misuse plant medicine like a drug, right? As opposed to like what a recreational drug, as opposed to what it really is for, mm -hmm. which is medicine for our spiritual evolution. Transformation and growth. Yeah, exactly. And so I think all tectites, this is true, but especially for Moldavite. Moldavite is by far the most intense of the tectites, mm -hmm. at least so far that have been discovered. Um, yeah. But there really has to be a respect and a gratitude in approaching Moldavite 
I mean, in approaching all stones, but especially right. Moldavite because it is so powerful right. um, and it is so amazing. But that that rapid spiritual evolution has to be approached with respect and intention. And I think that's the other thing that a lot of people kind of miss when they're using Moldavite. And, le- and by using, I, I really more, I guess like they're using with. it first as opposed yeah. to like working with, right? Right. And this is something I think you and I talk about all the time, right? In terms of intentionality is so, so important, especially when you're using, um, you know, when you're really working with different stones, right? Because stones are energetic beings. We're working together. And so bringing your intention is really, really powerful. And so when you're like, I'm just going to like throw on a Moldavite necklace, it's like. And wear it for three days. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted I do, but. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, and like granted. And granted, some people, some yeah. people can, like, you know, Yael, I think, oh gosh, this has been like four or five years ago, longer than that now, maybe six years ago. But, um, yeah, she got a, she got a Moldavite necklace and she was like, oh, I like this. And then she just wore it for like a year and was fine. Yeah. <laughs> but she's also like very connected to like extra dimensional energies and like a right. very, like, like literally she's like, I'm an alien. So like. For her, it really actually felt more of like a homecoming. So, you know, I think, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. So you have to think of what, when people, scientifically, when they talk about a tektite, it's Mm -hmm. considered extraterrestrial versus Mm -hmm. terrestrial. That's Mm -hmm. how they differentiate it. So in itself, it's scientifically, quote unquote, name classification is Mm. extraterrestrial. So therefore, if you don't, feel comfortable with that or if you don't really like if um we had the episode on um we talked a little bit about star seeds mm, so if you mm-hmm. resonate with the term star seed and a lot of that sounds familiar to you with your past life in other planets and stuff like that i would say you probably would feel more in line with moldavite and it might feel as jillian described it at like a coming home or feeling at home with the stone mm-hmm. versus others that might not feel that way and might not like it. And it might feel very foreign and almost, I remember when I first started wearing it, I would get headaches mm. and I stopped using it for like a couple of years before I became addicted. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so yeah, I would say just like with every other crystal, I know it's not a crystal, but with every other crystal, feel it out in your body. Your body mm-hmm. knows what it needs. And just like when you go choose your crystals based on how you're feeling for the day, you can kind of be near it, go to a crystal shop. If you don't have any Moldavite, if you're able to see in person or go to a live sale, but see how your body responds mm-hmm. and go from there. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I, I think that's really the thing to remember is being aware that this isn't, tectites aren't meant to be used. They're meant to be worked with, Right. All crystals are amazing, but when you think about like what tectites have gone through, like they literally have like screamed through space so. and gone through our atmosphere <laughs> and then hit the earth and then gone back up through the atmosphere and then come. But like, I mean, they've they've been on a journey. They have literally touched the stars, right? So maybe not literally, but, but almost literally touched close practically, to practically touched the stars, right? <laughs> so, you know, there's really powerful energy there. And it's something that is available to us and tectites want to be here, right? They are seeds of transformation. 
And just being aware of that, I think is going to make a huge difference. Um, I want to like circle back to, to kind of the energy of it in just a moment. But before, before we dive into that a bit more and the the variations of energy between tectites, mm-hmm. um, I want to just kind of talk a little bit about working with specifically Moldavite, all tectites, I would say, but specifically with Moldavite, just because Moldavite is the most intense, mm-hmm. how to work with it safely, right? Because like you just said, like you put it on and all of a sudden, like you were getting headaches. Mm-hmm. So I think there's definitely, if it's something that you're feeling called to, and especially if you are on your path of spiritual expansion, this is a, you know, all of these, (laughs) all tactites are really wonderful guides through that. They are, they are catalysts for that. So if you are currently walking that path and you know, and you are aware and you're walking that path and you're like, I am ready to have a help meet with that. I'm ready to have a, a guide through this journey that I'm going through. Tactites are really, really powerful and they're there for us. That being said, even being aware of all of that, sometimes there's still acclimation that our physical body has to go through because tectites have such high vibrational energy, right? I think I was, I was talking with someone, um, she's a spiritual coach. And one of the things she was saying, you know, when she went through her pregnancy is she, you know, when she got to that, you know, her morning sickness and she was throwing up every day, she was like, I never thought about it before. But what I realized was that there is literally a pure being that is trying to shift its way into physical within my womb. And that means that my body has to become higher vibrational in order to meet it, in order for it to come in. So of course I'm going to be throwing up every day. Like I have to purge. I literally have density that has to be purged. Again, like back to like the plant medicine, right? There's density that has to come out. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that our body often will will do that. Right? And so when she said that, I was like, "Oh, that is a really that Still, is such a beautiful uh, like, way I, to describe Right, to look to describe something that's oh so my, annoying. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> right? But, you know, like, because that's definitely one of the worst parts of it, right, is the morning. Right, yeah. Is the morning, besides, like, general dangers and stuff. But, like, right. that's besides the actual birth. Like, the morning sickness is, is rough for a lot yeah. of people, and that's such another way of, of looking at it. Mm-hmm. And so the same thing happens, right? So we are rapidly, you know, when we're working with these stones and when we're on our spiritual expansion journey, like our own energies are moving into a higher frequency. And of course, matter, because all matter is actually just very slow energy. Matter itself is the slowest. So, you know, we can start shifting mentally and emotionally and energetically. And I know from my own experience, when I start going through a new energetic shift is usually when I'll have an arthritis flare up. So that's usually when I'll start to get like knee pain or 
I'll start to get a lot of migraines. Like I'll get like a big cluster of them. Um, like, Oh, like I'll get like multiple a week as opposed to like my occasional, like one a month. Um, and I, and now I'm able to recognize it's usually one of two things. It's either because I need to move a certain direction and I'm not, I am stopping myself from doing it. My body's like, we're going, you have to do this. Um, or almost like the opposite or kind of the same, I guess, but I'm going through expansion. I'm going through an up leveling and my, or I've gone through the up leveling and my body is like trying to acclimate to keep up. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing when I'm working with tectites, especially with Moldavite, um, you don't want to just throw it on and like go about your merry day. Like that's for me, for some people that may be fine for the majority of people, that's not going to work because your body is going to be like, Oh, I need, I, right. Because we entrain to the things that are higher vibrational. Mm -hmm. So your body all of a sudden is all these things are going to start coming up that it's trying to purge. Right. So that's one of the things that you get like headaches, right? It's like, it's toxins being released into your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So like, are you feeling nauseous, right? It's because your body's like, I got to purge whatever's happening. (laughs) Like I got to get this out. So Um, do it safely, do it in like increments, right? Exactly. So what I think, you know, and if Iris, if you've, you know, got your, your tail go, please, please share it. But I think (laughs) what I've, what I've found and like hearing back from my own clients is just starting off with five or 10 minutes holding it, right? Just like a little bit, your first day, right? Clear it if you feel like you need to, then hold it for five to 10 minutes, introduce yourself, let it know the intention that you have in working with it, and just notice that what's coming up in your body. I also, and so, and, and do that for multiple days. Right? Yeah, right. And what you'll notice is that as you, as you do this, you, you will start to acclimate to the point where you can actually wear it. And if, especially if it's something you want to wear, keep in your pocket, right. Again, once you're actually wearing it, don't just like put it on for 12 hours, like have it on for one hour, see how you feel, mm-hmm. try five hours, see how you feel, right. Just, just a little bit at a time. Like, you know, you don't just like jump into a giant pool, never having taken swimming lessons before. I mean, you can just be prepared. Just So it's probably it, best you don't. Exactly. <laughs> You'll probably end up swallowing a lot of water and throwing up. Yeah. So don't do that. My, my experience was when I first, so it was a Moldavite ring. It was when mm. I first started offering crystals. I went to a crystal shop just because, and I still do this from other crystal shops because I just I like going in and enjoying the crystals and seeing them in person too but um, I love that you do that it's just I mean we all I feel like we all should do it why wouldn't we but um yeah I bought it and then yeah had the headaches and so I took it off and never wore it again and then when I next was introduced to Moldavite was way later in life when I had broken up with a guy that I should never have been with (laughs) <laughs> or I wouldn't mm. say that. I would say help me work through a lot of things. I'll reward mm-hmm. that. Um, I think I had fully shifted. I think at the time I might not have already fully shifted to being just in crystals. I might have still been a vet tech. Um, but anyway, a lot of life changes had happened between the first time I experienced Moldavite and the next time, which was with the skull that I showed earlier. And then when as soon as that one showed up in my life, it was like 
mm-hmm. never like it followed me everywhere not literally like I took it with me <laughs> but it, it wanted I, to come with you everywhere it wanted to come with me everywhere but at that point I had already made all the changes in my life I had already worked through mm-hmm. a lot of things emotionally done all my own internal work so I think because I was already at the point where I kind of needed to be mm-hmm. it wasn't extreme anymore. I didn't have a headache. I didn't have nausea. It was just, Oh, you're, I'm on this journey. I'm already leveling up, but I want to continue leveling up. So being around it all the time was fine. Mm -hmm. But I think it just really depends on where, maybe where you're at in life. But again, everyone's different and everyone's unique. So your experience, some people have told me they feel nothing that they get mm-hmm. Moldavite and they feel nothing and that's okay too. I don't necessarily know what that means. Maybe you're already upgraded. I will say part of, there's a little part of me that was like, where did you get your Moldavite? Oh, that is such a good point. Cause it may not actually be Moldavite. That, it may just, yeah. Cause we're going to talk about that. Yes, we will. But that actually is such a good point. Yeah. I never thought of, I, yeah. I mean, and for some people, maybe it's just not, it's just not for them. They don't need it, but yeah. just I like would also crystals. be curious about where it came from. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing I would say in working with Moldavite, let's say safely, uh, besides just, you know, a little, a little bit at a time acclimating yourself is pairing it with a grounding stone. Um, so these are going to be root chakra stones. I do not recommend red root chakra stones because those also are pretty energizing. You don't need any more energy when you've got a duct tape. It's fine. You're fine. (laughs) Um, but especially I would say like shaman stone, um, hematite, black tourmaline, I would say jet would be fine as well. Maybe even petrified wood, but something that's really, really grounding to keep you tethered because one of the things that can happen, like Moldavite is really great for like out of body experiences. You want to have something to keep you tethered in your body and to bring you, let's say back down to earth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So when you're beginning, and that'll also really help, I think, mitigate some of those physical symptoms that can occasionally like crop up when you're first working with Moldavite. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would highly, highly recommend, highly recommend that. I would say personally, my go-tos would be hematite, um, shaman stone, if you have that and black tourmaline, but if there's another one that you really love, always go with your intuition. Of course. Yeah. I would say smoky quartz would probably be a good one as well, since it's grounding. Um, Celestite was one that I normally wouldn't have thought of, but because it promotes harmony, tranquility, as well as connection to the higher realms, like maybe pairing that together, but a little more soothing aspect from the Celestite. Maybe I feel like that would be a really good one to work with, like a second, a second tier, right? Like mm-hmm. when you're starting to really work with Yeah, it. that's true. I could Rather see how those would like pair really well together and work really yeah. well together, but for the initial acclimation that's yeah. true the acclimation yeah point. Ooh, but but i love but I, I can see how those would like play together yeah really well or even um selenite yeah because if you're like doing the cleansing mm-hmm. maybe or maybe that's just too much i don't know <laughs> i don't know whatever resonates with you go for it <laughs> in the end of the day like your intuition knows what's best for you exactly that's so true what's neat about moldavite too i think is how varied the responses are from people. I mean, tectites in general, but especially Moldavite. 
I know for me, like I'm like talking about this. I th- I find Moldavite fascinating, but I also know it's not the it's not the stone for me. Like it's actually one of the few stones that I'm like, I'm good. I don't need it. <laughs> like I'm good. Yeah. Thank you. you. Know what's <laughs> so funny, like not to go off the subject, but kind of the same along those same lines is Jillian loves blue. Jillian yep. loves blue and blue crystals. Yep. And normally for the longest time, I've been anti-blue crystals and anti-melachite for mm. some reason. But today I'm wearing blue. You are and wearing all the blue. crystals that I were drawn was drawn today. So I have a cayenne, blue cyanite, blue mm. apatite, and then a chrysocolla, which has blue, and melachite skull. And I'm like, this is weird because this is so not like mm. me. But normally I'm like anti-blues, but when you feel called to it, even if it's normally when you're uh, like, just again, your body knows, your intuition knows. So sometimes you'll notice things change and fluctuate just like we do. Our our cells are constantly all changing. Our hormones are constantly (laughs) changing. And and if you're into astrology, also like collectively, like we literally, I think today's the last day the day that we're recording this, which is yeah. Monday, May 15th, today is the last day of Mercury in retrograde. So it also could be a little bit of like, Mercury's like, I got to express myself. I can finally do it without difficulty. Like yeah. all of the blue, all the throat chakra energy. Yeah, so you never, like you never yeah. know collectively and how that interplays with too. what we ourselves are going through. Mm-hmm. Right. Very That's interesting. Such a good point. You yeah. never, I mean, I'm like pulling at straws here, but you never know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. These things like you just notice and you're like, hmm, could be. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. so back to what Jillian was saying. If you're Anyways. not drawn to tectites, that's okay too. Right. Or maybe like Moldavite's not your not isn't your cup of tea, but like Libyan Desert Glass is like, oh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is this is because they all do feel differently, right? right. They're literally totally. like, m- like millions of years apart. Which is just amazing. So So they're all have very, very different energies. That being said, all of them, I think, do have this underlying energy of or property of transformation and spiritual growth. And I think like connection, right? Connection to to the beyond, you know, to like to within and to beyond. Right. But they all kind of have their own, their own, you know, flavor shall we say? Yeah. But you know, I know for me, (laughs) I love offering Moldavite, but like when I have it on the table, I always have to like, I literally put grounding stones in my pockets and like in my bra and like at my feet. Cause I'm like, I'm going in. Cause I'll have like, well, I'll have like 40 pieces of Moldavite in front of me. And it's like, I'm buzzing. Like I'm literally shaking (laughs) because it feels to me like having even one piece, but having that many, it's like, I've been downing espresso since I woke up, which I'm not, I don't drink a lot of caffeine. So yeah. I feel like very buzzy. I actually know a few people that they'll wear Moldavite in their bras because they have very, um, their job requires a lot of energy and that's the, like oh, their little, yeah. their little, <laughs> little pick, pick me up, the little pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, you know, they all have their own flavors. So I think this might be a good time to kind of go into, we've talked a little, you know, we've talked a bit about Moldavite. But I think it's really focusing on that highly, highly rapid spiritual evolution, transformation, uh, connection to other dimensions 
right? Mm-hmm. Extraterrestrial energies. And there's definitely people on like, on like TikTok, right? Who are like, oh my God, I've started using Moldavite. Now I'm hearing voices, right? We're really, you're opening up. Like it's literally opening all of that chakra activation. Like we're just like clearing things out. So all of the beautiful things and all those beautiful messages can come in. But if you're not prepared for that, or that wasn't your intention, but you weren't clear about your intention, then that can be really jarring almost. Jarring. That's the word. Jarring. Yes. Jarring. I was not ready for that. (laughs) Yes. You know, and again, I don't mean to like say these things as a way to scare you, right? Because Moldavite, again, it's incredibly powerful. It is a magical, magical stone. Um, and if you are, you know, I'm assuming most people who are listening to this are, you know, walking that spiritual journey and this is a, this will, this will really help move things quickly. Mm -hmm. And if that's not what you want to happen, that's totally fine. Right. Some people like, you know, there's times in our lives, especially where there's a lot going on. You're like, I just got to deal with what's going on. I just can't, I just can't. But there's also times in our lives when it's like, I'm ready. I'm ready for the evolution. I'm ready to up level. And that's when Moldavite is a really good stone to reach out to. I would say too, if Moldavite seems a little much for me, Thailandite is not nearly as like, but that's, I'm moving my hands like past my head. Like it's not as extremely high vibrational. 100%. I would say it's a little more subdued. So if you're still looking for a high vibe, you're still looking for that extraterrestrial. But, but Moldavite like, is too intense. Right? Yeah. Then try, like, then try one of the other tectites. Yeah. Because most of the other ones are darker. For me, they right? see, they feel, they have this energy more of more grounding versus the more like floaty aspect yeah for me the way I try to describe it is like Moldavite feels like I've had like 10 shots of espresso right right at least for me mm-hmm. personally yeah. um as opposed to like Thailandite what feels like like an Americano mm. right it's like there's espresso there right I'm getting the caffeine <laughs> hit. in my in my in my analogy here like I'm getting the caffeine hit yeah. right. right but I'm not like so buzzed out that I can't even focus. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the thing too, is sometimes it can do that where your brain's just like, I need to. Yes. And, and by Thailandite, we also, you know, Thailandite is the ones that come from Thailand, but this part of the Indochinite group Group. of tectites, but they did go through different, you know, they landed in different areas. They have different formations. Um, so like for, yeah, you were saying, so like Thailandite specifically, and I'd love to hear since you've worked with it a lot, um, I know is, is associated still with like accelerated spiritual growth, but it, maybe it's not like insane rapid spiritual. It's like accelerated versus like, I, I am changing all the shit now. Exactly. Right. It was, it's potent, but not as potent. I love that. Yes. I think one of the funniest things as a human is for us to sit and try to describe the undescribable feeling, (laughs) right? Like we know the simple ones of like anger, happy, but when it comes to a feeling of a crystal, it's like, it's for me, it's always just like hand motion, you know, like 
Yes, I know. <laughs> so to try and explain it via a I'm podcast like, is really hard. Similes and analogies are our friends. Poetry, yes. folks. That's what poetry right. is for. Um, but also because everyone feels differently. So I'm also very mm-hmm. interested if those of you listening, I would love to, I'd love to hear your takes as well yeah, on like yeah. how things feel for you. But yeah, so I feel like Thailand, I feels like an Americano for me. Mm-hmm. Like we're still, we still have that buzz, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's for so me, deep. it's something that I can actually, that like my body is like, all right, I can do this as opposed to yeah. motivate. I really have to pair with some grounding things. Um, But I will also say, I think part of that is because, at least for me, I am a very earthy person, right? We all have like our elements. And I grant like, I'm a Gemini. I got a lot of air in my my chart. But, But in terms of like the elements that I feel most connected to, 100% for me, it's like wind and... Mm earth, a lot of earth. I am very, very, very earthy. And so I think, you know, for, for me, Moldavite, it's just, it's just, it's just too out there. It's too Mm -hmm. much space. Like I've had too many lifetimes on this planet to like go for that. It's yeah. (laughs) Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So you know, so so I, it is really curious for those who, and I, and you know, I I do still think like I very much feel like I'm a star seed, but I think for me at least, like when I've done past life regression stuff, I've had I've been on the planet for a really really long time, and so for me, using Moldavite feels a little bit like my job's not done. Like I, it feels almost like a tug of war mm-hmm. when I'm trying to when I've tried to work with it. So it just yeah. feels a little bit too much for me, but. Thailandite, I do really, really like. I also really, um, uh, Thailandite is also really good for clearing energy blockages, but again, it's a little bit, it's just not quite as like purge it all, right? Yeah. It's right. it's more of like, all right, we're going to clear now, right? Yeah. Softer. Instead of, it's softer. I think in general, all of them are, but <laughs> I know. I'm just like trying to think of the words as you're talking. I know. And then I'm like thinking of Libyan desert glass and how that feels. And it's just, Ooh, yeah. so I have my Libyan desert glass to me uh-huh. feels like drinking. Have you ever had like a chai with like one shot of espresso in it? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what it feels like to me. I'm <laughs> like, this is all right. Brilliant. Like it's got, it's, it's more, I know, I know. Right. <laughs> like it's, it feels a lot warmer to me. Right. Like Moldavite feels I know technically it's glass. If you hold it in your hand, eventually it gets it gets warm, but it feels really cold and clear, as opposed to I think Libyan desert glass. When I pick it up, while I'm holding it. Yeah, it feels to me a lot. It feels a lot warmer, which yeah, I uh-huh. which I really like. I find that a little bit more soothing. You know, it's a little bit yeah, more like soothing. That's a good. It's word. soothing, right? It's almost yeah. like a little more. Well, think of this. Sand. How does sand feel? Like, think of like yeah. soft sand as you're walking in the desert, right? That super mm. soft sand. That's mm-hmm. what it impacted with. So the fact that it feels softer, soothing, mm-hmm. that might make sense as well. Yeah. And like, it makes me think <laughs> of like with the, with the clearing energy, right? Uh-huh. Instead of the crazy purging that can happen, right? The, the crazy detoxification that can happen with Moldavite. It's almost, it's more like when you're in a sauna, right? You're sweating the toxins out. Yeah, but right? it's not crazy. Just, just make sure to drink some water and you're fine. Yeah. So 
But what I really love about um, Libyan Desert Glass or Golden Tectite is that it's it still has that spiritual evolution and still has that transformation, but it's really more focused and like the rapid alignment or accelerated alignment of the divine will within us, mm. right? So it's actually a really, really great one for manifestation, right? That yeah. like connecting to other dimensions, connecting to Akashic records, there's like this inherent sense of, I think like confidence. Um, it's really that like realization of spiritual potential and like really like, it's like step, step up with me. Right. As yeah. opposed to like, we're most of my, like, we're going for a ride. Yeah. Well, I mean, even think of, I'm just sitting here thinking of the color. Cause when you look at Libyan desert glass, it's mm-hmm. like sunshine. Right. Yeah. Right and here. it's like, the green so. of the, yeah, the green of the Moldavite is like extraterrestrial, getting you way out there. Whereas mm. this is really just aligning you with your brightness, your mm-hmm. light, where you're meant to be going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But again, we still have that like right. connection to other dimensions. We still have that mm. um, spiritual expansion. So that's the thing is like all the tectites really do have their own their own flavor. And I, and I will be honest, like I have never myself held a piece of, um, Australite or the Iberite. So I'd be really, I feel like next gem show, I'm going to go hunt those down. Yeah. I really Um, want that spaceship looking one of the Australia. I know I have a couple Australian vendors. I feel like I need to reach out and be like, have you seen this? Do you think you could get this for me? please? Please. Oh, please. But but that's the thing. So if Moldavite does feel too intense for you, one, it just may not be, it may not be the one for you, which is totally mm-hmm. fine. Two, it may be that you haven't acclimated to it yet. Um, or three, it's not time for you to use it yet. Right? Yeah. Maybe like with Iris, like tried it, wasn't the right time, came back to it later. So if you're mm-hmm. feeling a pull towards it, you know, if you've got that like curiosity, it's kind of a, like follow that, right? Explore. But if you're the type that you're like, yeah, this isn't for me right now, or this is just not for me. If you're still like, I, but I do want to work with tectite energy. I, I am curious about that. There's something that's really calling me. Then I would really look at, at trying the other ones and seeing seeing how they feel, especially because I will also say, I mean, tectites in general are especially now, all on the pricier end. But Moldavite is by far the most very the most expensive, except for probably <laughs> Ivorite. So um, so Libyan Desert Glass is a lot more accessible. Um, and then especially Indo Indochinite or Thailandite yes. or Tibetan black um, tectites, you know, or Philippinite, that big giant family from the very large strewn field, all of those are going to feel different. And so, um, you know, if you can't physically hold one, then usually most people can still in a live sale, get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. So that still might yeah. be a good way to, you know, cause you're seeing it through the camera. There's definitely people who are like, Oh my God, I can like feel it buzzing from here. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if you are that type, then that can be a good way to kind of to feel into it. Let's Um, talk a little bit about if you are looking into it, how to get Moldavite and what to watch out for. 
because Moldavite is very, it's very popular now, but it is Mm -hmm. a very limited supply. Mm -hmm. And so many fakes are being made out there. More and more. And they're getting better and better. They are getting better and better. In the beginning, I was like, oh, that's so obvious. And now sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, that would have fooled me just by, at least by a picture. So we have to be really conscientious when you are deciding like, Hey, Moldavite is one that I want to try. And I do want to get a piece. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about making sure you're getting not only authentic Moldavite, but how to spot when it's not. Yes. So, you know, as Ira showed earlier, there can be a range of color. Mm -hmm. That being said, the color you kind of want to look for is that like, almost like that green glass bottle color. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like a good, you know, that is easy to fake, but like color is is the first first place to start, right? If it's not green, it's not Moldavite. Right. So we'll say that. Yeah. Um, Locality is incredibly important. If it doesn't come come from the Czech Republic, it's not Moldavite. Moldavite. So, you know, if you're buying it, always be sure to ask, hey, where is this from? And if they can't answer you, or they say something besides Czech Republic, it's not Moldavite. So keep that in mind. Um, One of the other big indicators is price. If the price is really cheap, it's not Moldavite. It's such a beautifully perfect Moldavite and it's big. No, no. (laughs) I mean, they may have just stolen the photo, but it also, but if the price is too good, it's not real. Just because even like, you know, I think, I think we probably source them from the same, from the same vendor, but mm-hmm. I have a couple, but yeah. But like our vendor is from the Czech from Republic. It. Like Both we get are. it yeah. directly from the Czech Republic. So like we literally can't offer lower prices than that. And, you know, granted the price has gone up quite a bit since I started. I think it's probably, I don't know. I don't even know how much it's like insane how much it's gone up in the last few years. Right. Definitely like a hundred percent and over 200, mm-hmm. 300, 400% in price. Um, but even if you're getting it like directly from a check supplier, mm-hmm. if the price is too low, it's not real. Like the price is still, is the price is going to not- be what it's going to be. Right. If it's less than that, it's fake. Yeah. Typically, right. unfortunately. And it's so, really sad to see that it's come to that because obviously we do our best as Crystal offers, because I'm not going to say sellers anymore. I just don't like that term. Oh, I like that. <laughs> as uh, Crystal offers to get you reasonable prices, mm-hmm. right? Like that's one of our main goals. Not Our first goal is that they're ethically sourced, yep. fair trade. So who they're coming from are getting a fair value for their, you know, their work behind and supporting their families. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's also price. So we are doing the best that we can to do those first two things. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like this goes for most crystals on the market. They're well below what everyone else is selling it at. That's a red flag. And it's really sad because obviously we want crystals to be, and obviously again, Moldavite isn't a crystal, but we want crystals to be accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. But at but we don't, time. but we don't want to harm people. Exactly. In the process. In the process. Right. It's like the, the fast fashion, right? Like the, it's a little bit like that. Um, 
And granted, there's a lot of nuance there as well, because there's people who really want crystals that, you know, it's hard to, hard to find them. Right. And to, to know, right. So you're just like, oh, I really want a rose quartz. And it's like, and this one is really cheap. Great. I have a cheap rose quartz and now I've got it. And that, so it's, you know, there's a lot of nuance because not everyone can afford crystals that are sourced well. So I understand that. But anyways, the point is with Moldavite, if it looks too good to be true, it is. It most likely is. Yeah. What are some of the other tells? So when you're looking at Moldavite, they all have these like very unique, almost uh, pointy, not all of them have it, but like almost pointed look to them. So I'm just, if you're not watching, if you can please go to our YouTube to see they the actual like texture. Rough, yeah, they have their textured, yes. The texture to them. And then um, one of the huge things that I would say is to look at your Moldavite if you can under a microscope, that would be great. But if you can't do that, put it up to the sun and you'll notice almost, you know how when um, you are, it's raining outside and on the as the black asphalt, you'll see like the oil slick mm -hmm. in, on the asphalt. Inside Moldavite, there are these like wispy, you can really see it in polished specimens of um, Moldavite, like the skulls that I have. Or, it's not perfectly clear. It's not perfectly clear. There's First of all, bubbles, air bubbles are 100%. Like there's got to be air bubbles when it comes to moldavite, even if they're teeny tiny microscopic, not the huge one that I showed earlier. But on top of that, it's actually a mineral um, that I did not even know this. I, I've always seen that characteristic of that almost looks like an oily um, mm. thing. Uh, and I wrote it down. Just give me one second while I find the name of it. But um, let, and I'm probably butchering this name. The one that starts with an L? Lachetolorite. Lachetolorite inclusions. They frequently, so Moldavite frequently contains bubbles and lachetolorite inclusions. And it's the same um, fulgurite. You know, mm. you see fulgurite and it has that, it's like teeny tiny microscopic. Fulgurite well. is sand that has been struck by lightning and forms glass tubes. Thank you. Yeah. So it's that like tubular almost look. Tubular, mm. dude. <laughs> <That's just> <laughs> <realized>. <laughs> Moldavite is tubular. So inside you'll see this like I'm doing a dance and it's not helping. <laughs> you see like little wispies. Wispy wispies. Yes. That is care and the air bubbles, those are characters. So if of it's Moldavite. perfect clear green glass, it's fake. Not. It's just some green and I feel glass. Like when they're polished, it's obvious. Like yeah. you can see because when mm -hmm. obviously when they have the texture on the outside, it's harder to notice that. But yeah. Yeah. So I know that's not like a perfect way to tell, but at least it gives you kind of a, a good, a good start. Yeah. Right. So that's, those are some ways to spot fakes. The other ones, um, again, I don't really know much about Ivorite, but the Indochinites, those ones generally don't get faked because there's yeah, a decent amount, like they're still kind of pricey, but like they're a lot more affordable. So people just don't waste their time faking them. A lot more affordable and a lot more readily available because yes. they are from so many different localities versus mm -hmm. Moldavite is just the Czech Republic. So exactly. yeah, you're typically not going to see fakes on the other peptides. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. And same for Libyan desert glass. I don't think I've ever seen fake Libyan yeah. desert glass. Same. Yeah. So those ones you don't need to worry about as much. Right. right. Oh, yeah. and then the different kinds of Moldavites. And I know Jillian, I think she has, oh wait, you don't have, well, anyway, angel chime. 
There's Ooh. angel chime moldavites. Yes. So I have a couple little ones. I don't know. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. So these are some of my personal. The angel chime is literally just um, a description when it comes to the sound of the moldavite, not how it looks, but it's when they have that high-pitched tinging noise. It's also known as singing, which can happen with quartz too, where you get singing quartz or singing citrine um, Mm -hmm. or singing moldavite. um, If you don't like the angel angel terminology, terminology. it's this, they refer to the same thing. And basically what happens is that the molecules of the silicone actually align in just enough way that it will chime. So it's like starting to crystallize, but it's not quite crystallized. So it's just like the way that it lays down, it creates that sound versus the like more clacking. Right. So like, here I've got two tectites, right? So, so this is two tectites hitting each other, right. Versus the chiming that you just heard. And I do have actually some larger ones here. These are tylenides. Oh yeah, there it goes. <laughs> Dropping it here. I'm like trying to right. So it's they're bigger, so it's less yeah. of the the ping ping noise. But yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to show this. <laughs> Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah. I'm and then there's to... other moldavites where they they call them the um, clume. Or besidence. Oh, those, those are rare. Um, yeah, I actually have my little, um, like one of my singers that I just did mm. is a besidence. Uh, but that's just actually the locality. So the locality of different areas in the Czech Republic um, mm. will produce different um, shapes. almost shapes, yeah. which is kind of cool. So you'll notice that as well. When you're looking at Moldavite, they'll say, you know, this is a clume specimen or this is mm-hmm. a besidence or angel chime. Now you kind of mm-hmm. get an idea of what that means. Of what that means. And when they are specialty like that, then of course they're going to be generally more expensive as well, but right. But they're really cool. Yeah. Right so, all right. You kind of mentioned a little bit like crystals that pair well besides besides like when you're first acclimating right Right, i think uh there are a number of crystals and maybe formations but definitely crystals that pair well with moldavite or potentially other tectites and i think what you said before about the celestite i think is a really great a really great one Um, especially if you want to do dream work all tectites Mm -hmm. are great for for dream work as well right because you're like you're leaving your body right Uh you're going you're going traveling you're getting wisdom (laughs) so um because both of them kind of have that i think they 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 pair really well together um if you are delightfully insane and are like really want to amp up the spiritual (laughs) uh the spiritual up leveling you can also i think pair (laughs) Moldavite with Herkimer diamonds. I'm like imagining the powerhouse of a Moldavite Herkimer diamond oh grid God. or like you Moldavite Herkimer diamond necklace. Like <laughs> it makes me like feel fuzzy <laughs> just thinking about it, just like invoking the two together. Um, so yeah, <laughs> if Moldavite ride, is not enough for you, just throw some Herkimer diamonds in there with it. I think that right. would be literally a trip. Yes. <laughs> Well, for me, I had written down formations that either A, if you want to accentuate that moldavite, like 
Mm-hmm. To me, more of that like alien extraterrestrial mm. type vibe, yes, or yes. if you can't access Moldavite or it's not an affordable option for you, I would say um, there's four different crystals that I would recommend to kind of be along the same kind of lines, which mm-hmm. would be a lestial quartz. Yeah, which a lestial quartz is a formation. It looks like a, how I always explain it is it looks like a piece off a spaceship. It's got these crazy yeah. um, triangular like slash square steps, yeah. layered formations. Super cool. Those help connect you to your the out there as well. Um, galactic keys, which are the same. They're an elestial quartz, but as like a tabby. And they have the formations on both sides. And it's like a literal spaceship key practically. Mm-hmm. They're super rad. Mm-hmm. ET crystals. Again, hmm. extraterrestrial. That's when a base of a crystal has um, self-healed into these triangular formations, and essentially that energy from the crystals. Like think of it like a shower head of energy coming hmm. out at you. So it just kind of sprays out, long distance healing, but also kind of that spacey energy. And then the last formation to go along with Moldavite, I would say is Starberry. I was about to say, like, if your fourth one is in Starberry, I'm going to be like, yes. wait, we're missing yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> and Starberry crystals, they have different, um, they all look different. That. Yeah. They patterns. all have different some patterns. There you they go. Like, they look um, like almost like glyphs. Yes. Yeah. Glyphs, patterns. Some of them, they literally look like shooting stars on the crystals. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll see little triangles more like pyramid shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Glyphs on crystals, those are going to be really good for connecting to that like spiritual out there high vibe energy. And then to ground you. So if you have formations to help ground you when you're working with um, tectites would be grounding, which is a, <laughs> it's yeah. a crystal that has an eight-sided face. They're very grounding. Um, or cubic or pyramid-shaped crystals. Because both cubes and pyramids, they have that base that's sturdy and mm. strong and it kind of just helps ground you in the earth while you're mm-hmm. working with that high vibe energy so yeah those are my recommendations love it before we go and i don't know if this was it as far as tectites but i wanted to i forgot to do this in the beginning i wanted to give you guys some um exciting stats for the podcast <gasps> Ooh, is that okay yeah let my let me grab my notes but we are now in 17 countries. Wow. 17 different countries that people are listening to. I us swear from. she does this just to get my reactions on camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's so exciting. Cool. Um, so I'm going to name them all, starting with the most oh listeners. Okay. So US and Canada, and then Australia, the United Kingdom, India, which part of me wonders if it's our friends over there, um, <laughs> the Philippines, because we were just talking about. Philippinite. Yep. Um, Singapore, Austria. So we have Australia and Austria now. Mm-hmm. France, Greece, Ireland, Spain, Mexico, Norway, Sweden still listening. Hey, Sweden. Yay, Sweden. <laughs> Kenya and the Netherlands. Wow. Oh my goodness. Isn't that crazy? I'm like, Hi, listeners. Hi, friends. Thanks. So happy to have you joining us. Um, (laughs) And then the number of unique listeners. So this is a little analytics, Google Analytics type thing on our podcast. Um, So unique listeners means the amount of people, the amount of separate people that have listened to our podcast. And as of today, we're up to 998 different people. I think that's amazing from all over the world. 
I know we're still Aww. small. We're but little. We're growing and we're we're, we're, we're a little bit mighty. We're global. Yes, we're global. Literally. So thank you for being here with us and thank you for listening to us. We appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. You are the best. On that Aww. note. On that note. This, this concludes. I know. So episode. I thank you all for listening. I, this was, yeah, this was kind of like a different one, but I think sometimes it's just fun to kind of dive into a specific stone or family genre. of stones, right? Yeah. <laughs> a little crystalline genre. Yeah. Um, but especially because there's just, there's a lot of misinformation I think about Moldavite and I think, and there's a lot of people who are scared of it and there's a lot of people who are curious and like eager and interested. And so let's just like, you know, sometimes you just want to have a conversation about it, yeah. right? A crystallizing conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all, I'm here all day. Um, but I am really interested for those of you listening, if you have worked with any of these tactites, what, what it was like for you. I'm really, really curious because we all, we all experience crystals differently, but I, I do think especially the tectites, people have very strong opinions. And I'm really curious to hear what, if you have one, what your strong opinion is. And if you don't have a strong opinion, what you're curious about. So yeah. um, feel free to comment on our posts. Um, we are currently reworking the community. So we were going to have this um, community off of like traditional social media that was really kind of like just just for, just for, you know, us and for you. Um, but the platform that we were using, um, ended up being a little challenging. So we're currently reworking that, but I, we're still very much planning on having that be a place for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So that is still, that is still in the works just so you know. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited to like be able to have these kind of discussions all together again. Yeah, because definitely. it's a lot of fun. So <laughs> uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully we didn't get too sciencey. Uh, and if you enjoy science, hopefully it was enough science for you. We yeah. hope that you continue along this little podcast journey with us. If this is your first time listening, we would love it and greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you left us a little rating or maybe even a rating and a review because the more ratings we have, the more people will see us um, slash hear us, which is always exciting. We're here using our throat chakras, right? (laughs) So um, you've also, we release an episode about every two weeks. So we release them on the full moon and the new moon. So um, it's not a specific day. So the best way to know when something, uh, when a new episode has dropped is by following us because then you get a notification and we just automatically populate. Subscribe. Yes. So (laughs) subscribe or follow or whatever it is on whatever platform that you listen to. Um, You can also check us out at crystallizingconversations.com. And we also are on YouTube. So especially when we're, we we do like a little show and tell generally when we're talking about the crystals. So if you're curious what things look like, you can also look there. We like hold it up to the camera so you can, you can check it out and see for yourself. So thank you again for listening and anything else? We good? That's it. I think that's it. All right, friends. Have have a beautiful, beautiful, energetic (laughs) day. And um, we will see you next time. All right. Bye, friends. In a couple weeks.
Bye, guys. This concludes another episode of Crystallizing Conversations. We are so grateful for every moment you spend with us, whether that's listening in or connecting with like-minded friends in the Crystallizing community. To find out how to join, visit us at crystallizingconversations.com, where you can also explore our memberships, which gives you access to bonus episodes, astrological forecasts, behind-the-scenes content, live Q&As, meetups, and more. If this episode resonated with you, you can deepen your exploration through our embodiment journeys, ranging from mini courses to guided meditations to applied practices, all curated to support your embodiment and integration of each episode's topic. Remember, every time you choose to heal and grow, the collective heals and grows with you. Thank you for crystallizing with us.